What's up and welcome to another kind of funny weekly reaction to the Amazon original series Invincible. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Greg, you got one of them shirts? How do we get these shirts? Like, with shirts? <laughs> the, the man in the shirt, wearing, right? Greg Miller. Hey, everybody, it's me. I'm wearing this shirt. This shirt I just ordered. I ordered Kevin a bunch, too. Do you want this shirt? This shirt? Wait, yeah, I would did, love did you to get, the shirt get a shirt that I, you, you told me months that ago I helped you make. Him. Yeah, you got them, right? No, I didn't. You never sent them to me. <laughs> so you're Remember, saying I, I said I ordered them and never sent them. That is not uh, me. Here's the thing. <laughs> At some point, there were gold stars. And if I got 10 of them, I got that shirt that I've been missing. Sure. I remember that. This I remember shirt. Gold the one stars I'm wearing. Well, you both want I this don't know. shirt. I don't, there's like five shirts now that I want. Kevin, I then what get. shirt do you want? Do you understand how it's hard to order you something when you just keep saying shirt over again, but you can't tell me which shirt it give is? Give me the login. Just give me the I'm login. Sorry, I'm, just, I'm sorry I did this, Tim. I'm, I'm sorry I did this. Okay. How did we get here? Okay. We have, uh, of course, the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. I have all the shirts I need. Thank you. And joining us for the first time on the Invincible Reactions Blessing, Adeoye Jr., a new convert to Invincible. I am very excited to talk to you guys about Oh, there you go. <laughs> that that was hell went wrong, it's flipped. It, it, flipped, yeah, it's yeah, it worked about as well ah, yeah. as it does in the show. About yeah. as well as it does in the show. <laughs> uh, you can watch our weekly reactions here on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want them as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast, and we will be on that feed for you. But forget about all that. We're here. Let's get into it. Greg Miller, let's start with you. Episode five of Invincible. What it do for you? Heartbreaking heartbreaking that they have uh, done a new model here for isotope of course if you didn't know because i didn't know it until years later when kevin and i were talking about this recently the isotope in the invincible comic book is designed to look like james from isotope comics and so he's still isotope in this and he just doesn't have the same hair as james and it's a heartbreaker i hate it i hate it but in that great episode great episode <laughs> blessing it being your first time on this show mm-hmm. what were your thoughts about this episode I love this episode. Like the this is my first time watching Invincible. Like I mean, or experiencing Invincible, I should say, right? Like I know multiple people here have been into the comic, and this show is my first time jumping into it. And just throughout the whole series, they they've done such a good job being both like a great a great show to watch for action, a great show to watch for comedy, a great show to watch for for drama. The way that they're hitting all these different things is so good, and this episode can continue to do that. Uh, I was very in, I was, I'm still very into the the. Uh, dynamic between Mark and his girlfriend. I don't know what it is about mm-hmm. that dynamic, but I'm really, I'm really into them balancing that thing because that's not like a new thing that we've gotten in superheroes at all. That was like that's that's very much a Peter Parker Spider Man to like him and Mary Jane kind of thing of managing time. And they're but they're when she says go the- get him Tiger and he swings off and it's like oh my everything's perfect, but then she looks all longingly out the window. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're tackling that here, and they're tackling it uh, super well. I love what they're doing in terms of like, hey man, it's difficult to manage time as a superhero, and uh, uh, Eve is there trying to be like, hey, you know, he he's into you. Like, trust me, he's into you, but uh, it's difficult right now. I think all that stuff is super cool. Andy, what about you? Loved it. I think it was my favorite episode so far. I yeah. I think the twist at the end, um, not only all the the B and C story stuff with. Uh, with Mama kind of investigating and trying to getting getting the notebook from um, Demon Damien Hatfield, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dark Blood Damien Hatfield. Dark Blood Damien. Um, yeah, I think all of the side. I think it's a testament to how good the show is that the side stuff is just as interesting as what's happening in the main plot, and sure. arguably what is the main plot at this point. And I think it's 
to have the same level of interest in all those different areas, I think shows you that this show has something really special. Nick. No, I'm right there with everyone. I think this episode was super strong. Um, Love that we get the introduction to battle beast here. I think that, um, I think that this, this shows the strength of the show for me, which is that invincible is maybe not always going to win. And maybe when he loses boy, he loses spectacularly. Um, and in a very violent, gruesome manner, uh, I thought it was cool. Shout out to and now I'm forgetting his name. Damn it! I looked it up yesterday. But the guy from Burn Notice who plays Machine Head, who is just always that perfect asshole in everything that he does. Uh, Tim, you'll know him, of course, from Hitch. He played the guy that was trying just to sleep with the woman, and Will Smith mm-hmm. was like, "No, bro, I'm not all about that." Um, I think it was good, and obviously, like you know, this episode's great because it's mostly just a fight, and the animation in the fighting is just amazing. So, uh, very good across the board. Cap. Very enjoyable. It's it's funny because it's been so long since I've read the mm-hmm. comics where it's like I don't remember any of this stuff. And it's like, is this how we were introduced to, to what's Battle, Beast? Battle Beast? And it's like, I guess it is. Uh, and it's it's man, I can't wait to get more of this show. Every time that like the the it ends, I'm always like, wow, that flew by. However long it was, not enough. I want more. God bless it. I'm right there with Andy where this is my favorite episode of the season so far. And I think that to look at episode one and now five and seeing how far we've come and how lived in the world feels, how developed the characters already are, how accessible it is for them to introduce multiple new characters in this episode. But they've taught us the language to understand how to take that all in. It's just kind of a mastercraft. I'm so impressed. I've been impressed with the show, but I think we're hitting a point now that I'm like, this is something really, really special. And just like Kev was saying, it's been so long to, that I've read this to the point that like I didn't even remember Machine Head as a character, period. Uh, and I, when I looked it up, I was like, oh, my, oh shit, he was in the comics. And like, I'm so happy that I have that experience to be able to go into this uh, partially blind, like, you know, like to yeah, kind of have yeah, these yeah. moments still kind of hit me, but while still knowing certain things. So like what, when things happen in this episode, I'm like, I mean, even like Battle Beast introduction, it's like, oh my God, this is so cool. I forgot this element that I love so much in a uh, show that I'm already really, really, really vibing with. And Nick was talking about the animation in this episode standing out. And I totally agree. I think that it probably was because there was a lot of fighting throughout this episode, but there wasn't a single moment in this episode that I was like, ah, uh, I wish the animation was better. That's not to say that there weren't moments that could have been. I'm just mm-hmm. saying I was never taken out of it. I was never distracted in the ways that I was in a couple of the, the prior episodes. And I just think that that is a testament to where this is building and how strong it's uh, building on itself to have three episodes left in this season. There's so much story being told, so much more story to tell. And I am just completely, completely enthralled. Yeah, I will say uh, Kirkman mentioned when he was on the show uh, casting Michael Doran as Battle Beast and and having him sort of find the difference. And I'll say I think he nailed it. I think he nailed like a different vibe than Worf uh, from Star Trek as Battle Beast. And it's cool. And I mean, this to me is what like is without spoiling things so exciting about Invincible as a property is that you never know which way any of these characters are going to go. Are we going to see them again? Are they going to pay pivotal roles down the road? Or is this just it? We don't know. Is Machine Head going to come back? We don't know. Is Battle Beast going to come back? We don't know. But they lay all this foundation um, in these first few episodes, and it really, really is just cool to see. 
I like how they paint so many of the characters as a threat that you wouldn't think were a threat. Because when Battle Beast mm-hmm. was introduced, I was like, okay, cool. He's part of this villain squad or whatever. And when he starts fucking people up and starts saying shit like, <laughs> uh, you're beneath me or like, you're yeah. not like, you're not fucking ready for me or whatever the fuck he was saying. I was like, holy shit. And yeah, when, once he starts smashing people's heads in, once With he like basically beats Invincible mace. half to death. <laughs> yeah. yeah, using his big ass mace. I was like, wait, what the, f- who is this guy? And it, it, the show does such a cool job of building up characters and making anybody a potential threat in a way where now I'm like, on, now I'm at the edge of my seat waiting for whatever side character they introduced to end up being a central character. Because even Monster Girl a few episodes ago, I was expecting to just come and go, but she, she's continued to stick around. Damien Darkblood is another one that I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is like a fun bit for a character to come through for a second, but he, like he's, he's still around, right? And he wasn't, he wasn't in this episode, I don't, I don't think. Um, but I expect him to come back based on how, how much he's been in the episode so far. Mm-hmm. And I think they do such a good job just making every character matter in some sort of way. Yeah, there, there was a um, um, while talking to Chris Anka about this, the weapons arbiter also mm, working course, on Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse 2. He mentioned while I had watched the first episode, the first three episodes, because we have them early. He was like, wait, uh, did they introduce Battle Beast yet? Because I'm only on episode one is what he said. The guy's name is Battle Beast, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, so yeah. I was his like, name, that's correct. So we're all nodding. Um, I was like, uh. They introduced a girl who like turns into a monster. He's like, oh, okay, no, they have not introduced Battle Beast yet. <laughs> yeah, like, you'll know about it. Yeah, he was like, you will know when this moment happens. So watching this dude pop out with all these other villains, yeah, just like Tim was mentioning, the show has like, I feel like already four episodes in or five episodes in now, we trust the show so much that. Yeah, show us whoever you want. We're going to kind of understand where they lie, and we don't need to know their full backstories. We don't need a 15-minute montage showing us how they got into that supervillain group. It's totally fine that you're introducing these people that may seem like fodder right now, but could potentially have really huge implications to the story. And I I, I don't know. I'm just super into it's, it. And I yeah, I do trust it whenever they do introduce a character to not be like, who the fuck is this guy? Why, why, what's going on here? Like, I just, it just feels, it feels right, you know? Yeah, they, they've got everybody up to speed on how this show is going to layer in people and stories, right? And so I think that for me, it's always like, you're in it and it's Mark and who, what's going on? Okay, they're doing Titan. All right, cool. What's going on with Eve's, you know, personal life? So we got to look to her shitty parents. Like, there's all these different people. And then it's always the pivot back to the Guardians where I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Fuck, what's going on with them? How, wh- wh- what are they doing with the team? Where are they going? Uh, and fleshing that out and seeing how that's going to net out for them in the end. Like, robot, with, uh, you know, with the clones. Right. Uh, you know, here's the DNA yeah. thing. Like, what the hell is yeah. happening there? And then you see him right back at it to being the hero and, and working with the Guardians and being the leader of this group. And it's very similar in the first couple episodes with Nolan and seeing him be the absolute maniac he was at the end of season one. But then he's right back to being a hero. So, mm-hmm. like, it like what is happening in this story it's so interesting and like I, uh, again i'm glad it's week to week but fuck i, I just want to know you know it sucks we're about it to, it's about to be over that's the bigger thing I feel, I feel like we're right there at the end already i love how it comes together too because it reminds me a lot of watching saturday morning cartoons back in the day where you would have you would have stuff that is monster of the week but at the same time serialized and it was that like kids wb i think kids wb was oh, the yeah. channel that was doing it the best where you get jackie chan adventures i was about get, to say this is jackie chan yeah, adventures this, as fuck this yeah this feels jackie chan adventures but it feels like that but 
for adults, right? In a way that I can vibe with. And I haven't had something like this since I was 12 years old, 11 years old, watching Kids WB, where I tune into an episode and it has a different <laughs> feel. It has a different different topic. They're, t- they're, they're, uh, uh, I, I forget the name of the character that turns his skin into stone or whatever. Titan. Or into, Titan. Like, Titan. Titan. Yeah, yeah. Like he teams up with Titan. And Titan has this dope ass storyline going on that, like, is, 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 really kind of uh, uh, focusing in on, like, this specific area of the city that, like, seems like it's going to filter back in into uh, Mark and his girlfriend's life, right? Like, they have mm-hmm. that thing, but then they also have so many different threads going on that are serialized that do carry carry episode to episode, and there's so much they tackle within every single episode, but you don't notice it because they do it very seamlessly and very naturally, which is really cool. I'm yeah, waiting for she- this whole face hugger storyline to come back. I thought that would have yeah. been a kind of a, a big issue here, but it's just... I'm sure we'll see it in a couple of episodes or whatever, but yeah, the the whole storyline with Titan and trying to see his angle from it and saying like, oh, you know, I'm go- I'm glad that they gave him these first couple of scenes of trying to be the do-gooder and, you know, telling the, obviously he just destroys this whole fucking like camp of people and then looks at the one dude and it's like, don't shoot me, kid. Like, go send the message. They shouldn't right. be in our neighborhood. And I like seeing him being that tough badass who will murder whoever the fuck he needs to. But he has a little bit of a heart. And then you start to see the family side of it. And then just that twist at the end and being like, yeah, this is our new home, honey. Yeah. Like, so that's, badass, that's, that's, dude. That's so great, too, because what a red herring, right? Because he's not pulling – he's not necessarily bad. But he's not good either, right? He's, like, definitely, like, realizing that this is an opportunity to sort of – Yeah, um, to overthrow it. Yeah, to overthrow, but also to secure his family's like security for sure. pretty much ever if he can mm-hmm. stay on top. But then spoilers, it obviously puts him it's gonna put him right at odds with Mark when he comes back and realizes that he traded one bad like, you know, one gangster for basically someone who's even smarter, uh, which is gonna be a bigger adversary, which is cool. And also shout out to Mahershal Ali for his oh, killing Titan, it. He's which so is awesome. awesome. So, so good. cool. That's what I was getting to. So good, man. And Incredible. on top of that, of course, like the a nerdy ass dream come true. I think having a uh, ride of uh, we see uh, the Easter egg that was in the book all the time, right? Of the school being called Reginald Vell Johnson, and then the oh, principal looking God. like Reginald Vell Johnson, and the fact they got Reginald Vell Johnson to come in. Did and they actually the get it? I was wondering about that. He's they in the credits, and I'm like, that's, that's gotta be that's so that funny. is so funny. You know, yeah. I still want Reginald Vell Johnson for our podcast, right? We got to work on that. We got to work through Robert to get him. Sure. What, what well, was his name work in the show, though? Huh? What What was his name in the show? Uh, I think he's Principal Bell Johnson. I think no, he's pre- the school is Reginald Bell Johnson School, but I think he was Principal Winslow for Carl Winslow. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. right. Yes, that's, that's right. So that's what it was. That's yeah, they was. said Winslow. I was like, holy fuck, he looks like Carl Winslow. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. didn't know. Like, that's so funny. That's funny as hell, dude. Because it. But then for a while, I went. Oh no! Wait, Reginald Bell Johnson passed away, right? No, that's Uncle Phil. That's I always get yeah. the always uh, get yeah, go down that rabbit hole again. <laughs> we had that full yeah. episode, the whole thing. <laughs> I want to give a huge shout out to Sandra O oh and just Deborah, mm-hmm. the mom's character. Oh. Like it, I don't remember the book having her this fleshed out and having her plot lines be this interesting. So I, like I her, do remember it, but later I remember late, much yeah, later. She much she later. plays kind of a yeah. bigger role, and they kind of dive into in that. a different yeah. way. Like that's yeah. the yeah. thing. Like the totally book, is, you know, is, without anything spoiling, like we've diverged in timeline quite a bit. Yeah, and yeah. so it's giving her so much more to play with. I think in terms of who yeah. her character is and what her relationship with Nolan is, and you know, giving him the task of hey can you go oh. pick these things up the, you know the wine from, God, or pizza from Italy the thing from wherever I thought that was so good now I will yeah. say though like that scene was so perfect but I thought it was going to be a hundred times more intense I thought they were going to play a lot more with 
him landing, her still doing the thing, yeah. the hand like maybe going towards the the doorknob, Door, yeah. and her like maybe here. Like I thought it was gonna be a lot more sort of breaking bad levels of intense but it was kind of like oh he got there and she just kind of kicked the thing under the table yeah i wanted that scene to be a bit more kind of like oh like the I was, stress and I was back expecting that too because like he he's aware that there's shit going on like when damien darkblood visited the house he knew that and like oh, yeah. he went and visited Dar- uh, darkblood and was like hey you scared my wife or whatever and so i expect that he suspects it to some kind of extent that she's doing shit behind his back I mean, I, uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like, well, but I think he thinks he's in the clear because why else would he keep the costume? Like, why keep the costume? Why not throw that thing into the sun? Burn it, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. We'll find Fly out. Fly it up and throw it into the uh, sun. I don't know. This, I, I'm with Tim on this. I can't remember half the stuff. I can't even remember like 90% of the stuff that happened. So all this stuff is brand new to me. I remember top level stuff, but like Titan turning at the end, I was like, what? What? I don't, that's not, that's awesome, you know? Um, so, yeah. Kev, what's up? Uh, I was just gonna say that I I like that uh, Mark's mom has like ownership over the fact that like he's a hero. Or she was like she gives him a little speech where she's like, like I taught you how to like care about people and like be a hero. And it's like oh that's cool. That's an interesting angle. That again I don't know if that's new or like I just like that that angle. You know, knowing where things are going. Yeah, I like the push and pull of Nolan. You know, having this idea that he needs to be. Uh, a triple a superhero that he needs to be global threats not small time stuff whereas debbie yeah is very much like no yeah we trained you to take care of people if somebody needs your help you should help them yeah. i also like how I mean, terrifying it was when he was floating above, like he was there at the, at well, the i assume scene. you assume yeah. he was there because you saw his cape right yeah, yeah he's, he's, no, he's in the yeah. link you see him yeah okay. he, he's, he's there, there for a second. Second. he's they yeah. also have that line of oh the guardian's got an anonymous call tip like that's right no yeah and i see i assume that's all that all what all that was connected was connecting to but yeah when you see him there and just like him not interacting not intervening just chilling there just watching it all go down and invincible is getting like the life beaten out of him and he's not he's still not interviewing uh, intervening i thought yeah. that was terrifying and then when you see him bleeding out like uh, from the perspective of invincible like you see him like hazy and like on the verge of losing his life you see the blink still and him still not coming through and saving him i thought was fucking terrifying like i'm i'm oh, yeah. really looking forward to seeing where that character goes so that's yeah. that's something i'd like to do i think something we are in an interesting spot with with this show since some of us have read it and some of us have it and all these different things blessing number one why do you think he didn't intervene and then mm-hmm. number two what do you think uh why is robot working with the mauler twins for a clone who's he, think- why is he trying to clone rex Right now, I think he didn't intervene because he he either wants Mark to die or he's fine with Mark dying so that Mark doesn't get in, get in the way of whatever he wants to do. Because I assume that he wants to conquer Earth or some shit, and which is why he took out the Guardians. That's my that's my that's like the narrative I've painted in my head. And I'm sticking with it for now, um, and so that's where I'm at with that. In terms of what the robot is doing, I have no idea. Like I. I I assume he might be in love with Monster Girl, and maybe he realizes that he can't, like, I've, if this is wrong, this is going to be very far-fetched, but I assume that he realizes <laughs> that he can't, <laughs> he can't get together with Monster Girl unless he's able to, like, be a biological being, which is why he went to the clone clone guy, and he's mm-hmm. going to try and make that happen. That, I, I, that's the only, like, thing I can come up with in order to explain that, and I feel like I'm very off, but other than that, I have no idea. I've got no fucking clue, and I don't even really want to guess because I feel like whatever the answer is going to be will likely come out of left field, and I'll never see it coming. Just like I never saw Nolan killing all the Guardians in episode one. Those 
or I or I didn't see Titan becoming the leader of this gang now. Like I just this empire. Those those twists are so satisfying. Not that Nolan killing a bunch of good heroes is satisfying, but like when the episode ends and you go, holy fuck! Yeah, like yeah. that's those are my favorite moments and in TV, and I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of Game of Thrones, right? Where you get to those moments like the Red Wedding, and you're like, oh, anything can happen in this show, and that's so rare for for a lot of these properties that and it not feel, feel like bullshit too yeah yeah exactly not feel like it comes out of left field it's like we're in that world where and really anything can happen like we don't know who's going to be good who's going to be bad what they're all about mm-hmm. and there's a lot of murky gray area there that we're going to play around in potentially which is going to be really cool for storytelling i love it we have three episodes left and we will be reacting to all of them right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny uh, yeah, only three left. That sucks. Uh, Fucking Kirkman. Kirkman, get yeah, it. Yeah, no news on season two yet. I'm hoping we get that. I hope we get an announcement sometime soon. But uh, I'm pretty hopeful. The reaction seems like it's been very, very positive. But let us know in the comments below what you thought of this episode of the show, uh, what your theories are. And until next time, love you guys. Bye.